Before I get to my next guest, Rob Strano, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Two Under. Two Under Men's Performance Briefs are the official underwear of the 2021 U.S. Ryder Cup team, the captain and all vice captains. They are worn by more than 30 players on the PGA and Champions Tour. They are also worn by over 70 NCAA Division I colleges and 17 NFL teams. The Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management, delivering maximum comfort, fit, and performance from the golf course to the boardroom to the bedroom. Find these two underperformance men's briefs in over 4,000 golf pro shops nationwide, all Shields sports stores, PGA Tour Superstore, Golf Galaxy, and other fine retailers near you. Go online to twounder.com. That's the number two, U-N-D-R.com. Two underperformance in your pants. Use code on the T20 for a 20% discount at checkouts. Not valid on items already on sale or NCAA license briefs. Okay, now back in making his 11th appearance with me here on the show is one of the top instructors in the game and the host of the Golf Kingdom TV show, which you can watch on Amazon Fire TV, Blab TV, and Roku, and that's Rob Strano. Rob's a great friend, and I always enjoy getting to spend time with him. Let me remind you a little bit about his background. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. As a junior player in the St. Louis District, Rob won the Individual Low Stroke Average Trophy and Individual Total Points Championship Trophy in 1981. Played his college golf at Centenary College in Louisiana. He played out on the PGA Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, and Hooters NGA Tours for 15 years, and won five times. Rob is annually recognized by U.S. kids as one of their top instructors. Plus, he's one of the few teaching the game to deaf children. Rob has his Strano Golf Academy at Kelly Plantation in Destin, Florida. And as always, I'm honored to have him with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Rob, how are you, my friend? Chris, great to be with you again. Love hanging out with you. And boy, following, like you said, one of the sweetest swings ever on tour and Tom Perser. I mean, I, I, I feel my swing improving just following him on your show i mean i can i feel my tempo better already <laughs> yeah i hope i hope i get a little bit of that through osmosis as well i it's funny is i have some a couple bits of video of tom from back in the early 90s on tour and it's just some incredible video of him just on the range hitting balls and as he's talking i can still see this video running you know on a loop of just his golf swing and and darn it, it was it was really good. And and uh, and and like you mentioned, you know, when your short game gets a little off, um, it, it makes it a little less fun to play. So, Tom, if you're still listening and you want to come to Florida and work on your short game, you're always welcome to to come by the academy, and we'll we'll get you dialed in. Yeah. So, and we're going to talk about some short game tips, Rob, in in just a minute. I want to get to those in a moment. In a minute, but a couple of things I want to hit with you first. Um, first of all. Obviously, your governor has lifted all the restrictions now for people. So, t- t- tell me what's going on down there at Kelly Plantation and, and your golf academy. Are you are you seeing an influx of people? Are things getting back to normal, or what what are you seeing from uh, participation? Well, well, we've been back to normal since, good gracious, Chris, last last August maybe. I mean, God bless you know Ron DeSantis, best governor in in the land has handled it just magnificently here in Florida. And we've been, we've been wide open. I mean, for a long, long time down here. Um, I ran into a, a lady and her daughter in Walmart the other day and they had masks on 
and they were kind of looking at everybody weird. I said, I said, what's wrong? And they go, they kind of shrugged their shoulders. I said, I said, ma'am, where are you from? They said, Ohio. I said, you're in Florida now. Take those masks off. And they took them off and started laughing and, and just went their merry way. But we've been slammed the academy. Um, a lot of people coming back to the game. I, I get at least a couple of people every week that say, you know, I, I quit playing for, you know, about 15 years for family and business. And, and now because I want to get outside because of COVID stuff, they're coming back and taking lessons and going out and playing more. So down here in Florida, you know, we have a, a ton of people every day playing the golf course and a ton of people taking lessons. And Rob, your show, the golf kingdom is just growing astronomically and particularly the number of outlets now that you can see it on. You can see now on YouTube as well, as I mentioned that, you know, at the top of some of the other places that it's available. Talk about how the show is going and where everyone can go watch it and subscribe to it. Well, the show continues to roll along and continues to be a lot of fun. I had what I would quote unquote call a fanboy lesson today. Uh, a guy came from, um, was he, I just said Ohio. Was he from Ohio too? Um, he was, he was from up north and, and has downloaded the app for the show, watches it on the YouTube channel and said, you know, I'm going to be in Florida. I'm going to go see Rob for a lesson. And we had a great time. But the big thing is the, the Golf Kingdom app. If you go to the app store and search the Golf Kingdom, you can get the app. All the shows are there. All the segments are broken down on their own libraries. If you want to get help on course, you go to the on course library. If you want help putting, you go to the putting library. Um, all the fun stuff we do is broken down into a fun stuff category. All the quirky little intros we do where we parody other things like Indiana Jones movies and the office and, um, the Brady bunch to open the show. Uh, all that fun stuff is there. So he, he said to me, I asked him, I said, what do you love about the golf kingdom? And he said, well, aside from the golf stuff I get, he said, I love it because it's quirky. It's funny. You do quirky stuff to keep it fun and keep the show going. He said, it's the best golf show I've ever seen. And, you know, he said, I can't believe you don't have more viewers than you have. Well, I certainly second that. You make this show and learning so much fun. You should have a huge audience. And I hope we have the opportunity a little bit through this show to bring more attention to the great things you're doing for the game, Rob. You're absolutely outstanding. And the Golf Kingdom is a fantastic show. Rob, I saw a post you put out on social media recently about one of the all-time great players in the game of golf, certainly over on the European tour, that stopped by your golf academy. Do you mind sharing that story? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's a guy I've known since my junior year of college, um, and he was um, he, he stopped by Kelly Plantation, my where my academy is last year, traveling on the Champions Tour, and we're talking about Colin Montgomery. Well, Colin went to Houston Baptist University, and I had a teammate that knew him. So we would go down and hang out with him at Houston Baptist, and we'd play golf, we'd practice, we'd go to we just we'd go to dinner. He was he was the lone Scott on a team full of Aussies. So you know, we went down and hung out. We had a great time. Got to know him. He's a super super man. And um, when he came through this time, he was doing a little video shoot, and I said, "Hey, would you give me a few minutes?" And just do a quick, fun interview for the TV show. Cause I have guests on periodically, some players I know and stuff. And he said, love to do it. And, and I, I asked him some questions. You know, he gets all the basic, simple questions. And, and I said, what are some questions that 
Colin Montgomery has never been asked. And, and I told him, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some questions and I'm going to see if these are questions you've ever been asked. And I asked him, I'll give you two of them. There's five. I'll give you two. The first question or one of the first ones was, what's a great shot you hit in the Ryder Cup that nobody knows about? And he had fun answering that one. And then the other one was, he's been a longtime member at Royal Troon, one of the greatest golf courses in the world. And I said, you've got the famed postage stamp hole there. It's a 120-yard par three, very hard hole, but a very easy hole. You could almost throw it on the green. I said, what's the biggest score you've ever made there? And he talked about messing that hole up in his path. So we, we had a great time, and it was very nice of him to, to carve out that time to do the show for me. and. um just, you know, share his, he's got a great personality. So the interview is really good. It's on a show coming up that comes out on May 12th. Rob, I want to switch it up and I want to start talking about some playing lessons and some other things uh, related to the game. One of the things that I think we do and we by players like myself, when we take a lesson or we're playing and we don't, you know, we're, we're weekend warriors. We have expectations. We take a lesson, we have expectations for what we're going to take to the course. We don't play, we don't practice enough. We go out and play on Saturday and Sunday, but we still have expectations. Talk about how we should be setting proper expectations. That's a great one. And that's kind of one of my, one of my platforms for this year. It, it, it seems I hear the same word all the time. Uh, Rob, I'm not consistent. Boy, I'm inconsistent with this club. And I say, let me ask you a question. What do, what do you do for a living? And the guy will say, I'm a financial planner. I'll go, are you really good at it? I said, yes, I'm very successful. I said, do you just work at it an hour or two a day? No, all day, every day, five days, six days a week sometimes. I said, yeah. You eat, sleep, and drink it, don't you? Yeah. I said, I'm a past tour player. Tom Perser is a tour player. My staff coach, Laura, is a former LTJ player, which makes our academy very interesting in that we have two tour players as coaches. Aren't many of those in the world. But I said, as tour players, we eat, sleep, and drink the game, 365, 24-7. We practice rain or shine, hot or cold. We just totally engross ourselves in it. So with that amount of work, we can claim to try to be consistent or get consistent with the game. If you're not doing that, forget consistency. You're chasing your tail. I tell my players what I want you to do is I want you to hit better golf shots. I want your bad shots to be better. Forget about consistency. Just if you're hitting it 30 yards right, let's make that only 15 yards right. Let's balance your shot pattern because everybody's shot pattern is an oval from high to low. So low right, you've got your weak little push. In the middle, you've got your nice draw, your nice fade, or your straight shot. And on the high side of the oval, you've got your, your hot pull left. What you don't want is version patterns to be lopsided to where, like I just said, that right shot's 30 off and the left shot is 10. We want to bring that right shot in, that, that shot be better. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm telling my players. And I tell them, look, I don't want you to hit great golf shots either. I want you to hit a bunch of good ones. Great shots are just a statistical outlier. I've never in my career, and I've tried to think about this, Chris, I've never said to myself, and my caddy's never said to me, you know what, Rob, hit a great shot here. Or, Rob, you really need to hit a great shot. Or, I need to hit a great shot. I always have said, you know what, buddy? Give me a good swing here. Hit a good shot. I need, I need a good one here. 
the great ones just happen. You know, we do it all the time. We'll go, okay, I'm going to hit a good driver. All of a sudden, we kill it. We go, holy smokes, is that smoke? So if you gave me 100 shots, I'm going to hit probably 75 really good ones. So I'm going to hit probably 17 or, or 18 great ones and then seven clankers. And they're just, they're like a statistical outlier too. So expectations, get them right in your head, all you listeners out there. You're not tour players. Just because you've hit a shot like a tour player once doesn't mean it's going to happen every time. And understand, we miss them right and left, and so will you. So to that end, Rob, knowing that we're not going to hit every shot perfectly, we're not going to catch it always in, in the sweet spot, at least for, for weekend warriors like me, what should our expectation be for how well we're going to hit the shot, and do we need to really think about club selection? I always think of, I always think in my head. Well, you know, I hit my eight iron 150 yards. But if I put out 10 balls, 20 balls, or whatever, how many of those 10 or 20 am I going to hit 150 yards versus some are going to land at 147? I catch some really good ones. Like you said, it may go 155. What should our club selection be like based on setting that level of expectation? Great, great question, and I'll answer it this way. You want to set it on a reasonable expectation according to your shot pattern and what you're looking at in front of you. So every shot's a little different. Some are gigantically different, even with the same club and the same yards because of terrain in front of you. So you want to adjust your shot pattern via your aim pattern and then realize, yeah, you may come up short on one. You may come up long on one. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just the statistics of the game. Scott Fawcett at Decade Golf talks about this all the time. He talks about just you're you're trying to do the best you can, but understand that you're going to hit a long left one. You're going to hit a short right one. You may hit a fat one. You may hit a thin one. There's just no accounting for it. It's going to happen in the course of the round. Manage the next shot after that better and just get the ball in the hole. It's it's funny. I'll go out with my tour players I coach, and we'll play a round of golf. And and the recurring theme is, as much golf, golf as I played before I coached, I play hardly any now. And I'll still go out, and I can get it going. I can get it two or three under par, but the interesting thing is, through six or seven holes, I'm two or three under, and I get like three good shots. I mean, just three three good ones. I've hit some thin ones that are on the green and and some, some poles that are on the green. The thing I know how to do is I know how to play the game. And that's the key thing. Golf, in essence, is a game. And some people just play the game better. And you watch the different swings on tour. Colin Montgomery, for one, after the interview on the show, I analyze his swing and talk about why the hip slide and tilt for him, what he does to make that work. And if he, if he rotated his hips hard, like, say, Jonathan Bird, you would never have heard from him because he would have been a career shanker of the golf ball. But Colin plays the game well. We just, that, that's the key is playing the game, Chris. Probably let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk putting. Like you mentioned when, uh, with uh, Tom Pertzer a little bit on the uh, end of the last segment. It's something I've heard you talking about and some, some of the things that uh, I started to observe are guys like Dustin Johnson. Right, making sure the elbows are tucked against the body. You see Dustin Johnson now taking his left arm and touching his right elbow, making sure it's it's attached by his hip over on on the right side. So, talk about having the elbows tucked in and uh, and tight to our bodies 
and what that can do to help us make more putts. Well, what, what you're doing is what I call framing. I believe there is a correct framing to putt well, and then there's attachments to that that go to the nuances of maybe someone that needs a different way to attach it to, to, to help them with a yippy stroke or something like that. But, but when you frame the elbows, it's, it's a, just a little bit individualistic according to the body frame of the player. The thing you want to avoid is getting your elbows too far down your side. So, you know, in the process of framing, what I work with with the player starts with the shoulder complex because the shoulders are a bunch of floating bones. They're attached to nothing. So when you set up, you want to frame the shoulders to the collarbone, which means you, you round them exactly what you, your mom and dad wouldn't let you do. You slouch and round your shoulders to the collarbone. Now the shoulders are framed to that. They're, they're subdued to that, so to speak. They have to be attached to something because they're not. So when you round them to the collarbone, now they're framed to that. Now the elbows will come together and slot and frame in front of your torso so that they can move, you know, efficiently in front of you and around your rib cage. You, you, you fuse that all together and, and have the hands trained. And now you have a very effective stroke that has very limited movement in it. And it's very, very consistent. And the key is it's anatomically correct. Rob, you've put out a great video on the impending doom with downhill putts. It's always hard for me to judge how hard to hit it when I've got a ridge to putt down. How can I do a better job of judging how hard to hit it so it doesn't go rolling past the pin and then off the green? Well, real quick, very simple, uh, efficient, or simple, quick answer to that question is this. Downhill putts, depending on the speed of the green, cars are very quick. It's like putting down a kid's slide. So when I sit at the top of the slide, I push myself to get going, and then eventually the slide takes over, and it moves me fast down to the bottom. Same thing on a putt. What you have to figure out on a putt is, at what point do you lose control of this, and the green's going to take it down there? So I do a, a segment, I think it's on the current show, where I put a water bottle down at a point of a downhill putt, and I go, this is where the green's going to take over. I'm just trying to get the ball from A to B, and the green will take it from B to C. And that just takes a little bit of experience and imagination. I grew up with a putting green in my backyard, so I, I see this stuff real quick, real simple. But what you do with a player is if you and I are working on it and you messed it up, I'd say, hit it again and fix what you just saw happen. And the player gets it in two or three putts. And a lot of golfers just seeing it once and going, I've seen this before. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to hit it to this spot and the green will take it the rest of the way. And that's just really the simple one, two of that. So, Rob, let's back off the green, say, 10 yards, and, and we've got a chip shot now to maybe a slightly elevated green. Some of us approach that shot with some stretch because we're afraid we're either going to chunk it and it's barely going to get on the green, or we're going to blade it and it's going to go way over the green. How, what can we do from a, a grip pressure, ball position, club selection standpoint so that we actually hit that, that shot pretty close to the hole? Here's, here's where everybody messes that one up, Chris, and it happens in your brain before you ever try to execute it. And I grew up, I grew up at St. Clair Country Club with Bob Goldberg, Jay Haas, Jerry Haas, Frank Connor, four other tour players. And we have a multitude of blind shots there, a bunch of them to where you're playing from down to up, some from around the green, some from the fairway, some from off the tee. 
when you can't see where the ball is going to touch the ground, your brain loses mental capacity to execute a shot. When you can't see it land, you can't imagine it landing normal. You're going, I can't see it land. This is going to hit and go 70 yards over the green. It's just going to hit and roll and roll and roll. No, it's going to land like it lands on every other green on the golf course is what it's going to do. So what happens is before you ever hit the shot, you mentally lose capacity to execute it because you can't see the ball land. Therefore, you can't visualize it landing. So it backwashes into your execution. First thing you got to do on these blind little uphill shots where you can't see the green surface is just realize it's going to land like every other shot you hit. That's an elevated shot. It's going to hit. It's going to land soft and it may roll five, 10 feet. It is not going to hit, you know, you're not going to fly up on the green. And all of a sudden, a turtle was crossing the green and it hits a turtle shell and goes in the bunker. No, it's going to go up there and land normal. So number one thing is that. Number two thing on these uphill shots is it's, it's a setup thing. And that's where getting a lesson on this from your local uh, instructor will help you on these, these shots up and over. But the thing you've got to do is just avoid the urge to try to help the ball up. You've got to realize there's a limit on how high it'll go unless you're trying to flop it. But if you're just playing a 60-degree wedge from a neutral setup, it's only going to go so high. So don't try to help it higher. Just get what I call the safety little pitch, ball in the middle, shaft vertical, clip it off there with an even tempo, and just knock it up on the green and let your putter be the superstar. Knock it in. Rob, you're being from St. Louis. I know you're a big St. Louis Blues fan. I've got former Chicago Blackhawks goalie and a member of the Blues broadcast team, Darren Pang, coming up next. I know your your Blues are coming off a Stanley Cup championship from a couple of seasons ago. They're currently fourth in the West Division. How do you feel about your Blues chances this season? Well, we're finally starting to get a little healthy. I mean, we've been so banged up that, you know, Anybody that comes back is going to make the team better. I still love the nucleus, the team. I love the, the roster. I love the heart we've got. Coach Berube, golly, I, I, he's, I want to play for him. And, and, and if Panger's listening, holy jumping. I'm so excited that you're on tonight and I'm honored that I'm, I'm, I'm leading into you. Um, you know, I love the broadcast team. They've got a great team up there. And I have a bunch of videos from the Stanley Cup on my, my computer. I go back and watch them periodically. And just I get goosebumps all over again. And I've been I go back to the old barn on Oakland Avenue, you know, going with my buddies to watch the Blues play, Gary Unger era and John Davidson way back with those guys. And um I, you know, the hockey has got a big place in my heart. Great, great sport. I mean, next to golf, I, I love hockey and going to hockey games. Um and one of the big things I miss about my hometown of St. Louis is being able to go watch my blues play, but but they're uh they're they're close to my heart, and, and when they won, I I jumped on a plane and went home from the parade. I wasn't missing that. Rob, before I let you go, my friend, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and follow you, whether it's on your website or it's on social media. Well, the first thing listeners can do is go download my app, The Golf Kingdom, at the App Store for my TV show. I do a daily feed of stuff there. It's the best place to keep up with me. Online, stranogolf.com is the website for scheduling lessons and seeing what's going on at the academy. Social media, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, um, Rob Strano, Strano Golf Academy. The Golf Kingdom is also out there for that. If you have an Alexa-enabled uh, device, you can enable the Golf Kingdom skill there. You can say, Alexa, open the Golf Kingdom, 
and you'll get a free audio tip from me every day there also. So it's, I'm, I'm a lot of places. <laughs> you are indeed. And what you also are is fantastic, my friend. You always make this segment so much fun. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and be a part of the show. I look forward to catching up with you again real soon, Rob. Well, thanks so much. And like I said, I'm excited because I'm hanging around and listening to the panger and you talk golf, talking hockey. I, I almost, I can almost see the arch coming up on the horizon here as Darren Pang gets ready to come on. <laughs> Have a great rest of the show with, with that great guy. And thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Rob. Take care, my friend. Stay safe. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. You bet. Thanks, Chris. See you, Rob. That's a great Rob Strano. Again, the Golf Kingdom. It's a very unique show, folks. It's a lot of fun. It's sort of golf's first variety type show. So you have fun. You get a lot of great lessons and information from Rob, uh, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Again, it's available out on YouTube. You can uh, get, uh, as he talked about, download the app. It's also available on Amazon Fire TV, Blab TV, and Roku. And Rob Strano, folks, is one of the great people you get to meet in this life. And uh, not only is he a, a great instructor, he's a fantastic human being and a great friend. And I look forward to catching up with Rob, hopefully, like I say, real soon.